imagine this. You've been crushing on TV host personality, Scott, for years. You set out to be in his audience for a charity event, and he interviews you. Could there be a spark between you? Welcome to the Our Family TV podcast, where we talk about family-friendly television entertainment the whole family can watch together. Today, I'm going to review the GAC family TV movie, A Kind-Hearted Christmas, that stars Jenny Garth as Jamie and Cameron Matheson as Scott. Emily Tennant also gives a strong performance as Jamie's niece, Kylie. This movie was directed by Elise Lita Rogers, executive produced by Brad Cravoy and Susie Cravoy and, and many others, written by Jennifer Barrow, or the story is by Jennifer Barrow, and then the music was by Hamish, or Hamish, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that, but Hamish Thompson, and I really did love the score in this movie as well. There were some not-so-familiar songs, but I just thought that it blended nicely with the movie, so I think Hamish did a wonderful job in selecting the music for this movie. Now, did you all know what a logline is? It's something that I learned this year. I just never had heard that term before. And it's a brief summary of the story. So here's the logline for A Kind-Hearted Christmas. Jamie owns a sightseeing and tour company in the small town of Cooperville, New York. So knowing where to find fun and interesting things to do is her job. However, navigating the holidays with the same enthusiasm is trickier for Jamie since her husband, Matt, passed away. Matt loved Christmas and found unparalleled joy in giving to others. While reminiscing with family, Jamie realizes the town desperately needs someone with Matt's genius for thinking of the small gestures that bring genuine happiness to the holidays. While watching her favorite news program, Wake Up Upstate, or more importantly, the show's handsome TV anchor, Scott, Jamie learns about a neighboring high school's fundraiser and spontaneously gifts the entire amount anonymously. Jamie's anonymous gift sparks another and another until the entire town gets into the spirit. News of the generous gift-giving draws Jamie's TV crush to Cooperville, seeking to do some serious reporting on the identity of the secret Santa. Turns out, Scott may uncover more than one. What isn't a secret is that Jamie and Scott will discover each other just in time for Christmas. Isn't that what we want out of a... Christmas movie, right? We want that feel-good, um, good time, and this movie delivers. So today, I'm going to review this movie actually by myself. I normally have a co-host, but today I am doing it. You're stuck with me, and I hope you enjoy it, though. So what did I like best about the movie and why? I really enjoyed Jenny and Cameron together. They both seem so genuine caring and giving and like I previously just said it was a feel-good movie and that's what I'm looking for during Christmas time when I watch a holiday movie I want to feel good about it it's okay if there's a few tears but I generally want it to just feel good I want it to be Christmassy Um, I just want to have a good time while I'm watching the movie I like a movie that is uplifting yet believable and I really appreciated that Jamie continued on with the spirit of Christmas in her, alert, in her late husband Matt's memory. 
I also love how they emphasize the special nature of small towns where you know so many people. And I think that gets lost in larger cities. I've lived in both. And, you know, there's appeal to both, uh, especially during the holidays when you're aware of people's needs and giving is so prevalent. I think that is really special to live in a small town during the holidays. I think it becomes just more satisfying. Now, if I had the chance to ask a character in this movie a question, what would it be? I would like to ask Jamie more about her past husband, Matt, and why he loved Christmas so much. Had he been the recipient of a secret Santa in And is that what inspired Jamie to pursue that? Or is it simply that, you know, living in the small town, like I just previously said, you see the needs, they're they're more personal to you. You see them um, up front and you also feel, I think, better about helping because you know who it's going to help. Not that you don't need, you know, we don't need to know who we're helping, but I think it makes it more real. I think sometimes we question the organization's that run charities because so much of the money that you're donating goes to the administrative expense. So when you're able to do it directly and see the impact of how positive you're helping someone, I think that's probably what most of us enjoy doing. Now, if I had the chance to ask the screenwriter or director a question, what would it be? Had you thought about the fake secret Santa to carry it on a bit further? That could have been fun. So they had one meeting, so somebody stepped up as though he were the secret Santa. And um, Scott went to, you know, interview him. And he was with Jamie at the time whenever he found out about the secret Santa coming forward. So Jamie, of course, having been the real secret Santa wanted to go with Scott to find out what was this all about. So they go and they're, they're, you know, interviewing this man and she's asking him all kinds of questions. And um, he kind of got perturbed when they were asking so many questions that of course he couldn't really answer. And so then he gave up on it and left. But I'm just saying, you know, it would have been fun for the screenwriter to maybe drag that out a little bit to see, you know, how much they were able to improvise and and make up the story and then of course be found out now what do the uh main characters learn about themselves and how do they change well jamie learned after the loss of her husband matt that she could find love again and that matt's love for christmas spilled over to her her former husband matt so his love for christmas spilled over to her and that by helping others is what the real spirit of christmas is about Scott had trust issues with his former relationships, and after he thought about Jamie and her keeping the secret Santa from him, he initially thought the same thing happened with Jamie. But then he realized that she did try to tell him numerous times, and she kept getting interrupted. And so you could see the light bulb kind of um, going off in his head when he realized that she really did try to share with him that she was the secret Santa, that he could trust her. And that being also, on top of all of that, that being home for the holidays with his significant other is what he always wanted, not spending time in far-off places where 
no one is to share it with him. So initially at the beginning of the movie, you see that he's going to go to Belize for a couple weeks vacation. And it's like, I guess for Christmas each year, he goes to some exotic location. Well, um, Jamie's niece is a newlywed and her and her husband were going to go to Paris for their honeymoon, but they decided not to, that they were going to be practical and save that money for, to buy a house the following year. Well, in the end, Scott ends up, you know, being the secret Santa and giving them their trip to Paris by cashing in his Belize trip. So that was pretty, that was pretty fun to see just secret Santas all around and um, just, you know what, at Christmas time, it, I mean, it's important all the time, but I think especially at Christmas time is when we see just so much generosity, and I think it just warms our heart to see how people are just more open during that time. So what good insights into life are in this film? I think when we turn our grief into focusing on others, our life changes, and that helping others is what gives us joy. And helping others is contagious. And sometimes we just need that first person to step forward and take action and then others will follow. So in this movie, Jamie was the first secret Santa to step up when she was able to pay for those students' trip to Washington, D.C. to play for the president. Well, then after that, then she also uh, paid for the Christmas tree for the city um, and you know, then you started seeing where other people were getting into that mode of generosity and the local shelter had been given so many donations and that that happened to be run by her niece. So you could see that, um, you know, they had received all these donations. So, you know, what are my final thoughts? I thought it was a a wonderful feel-good movie that I recommend. I really enjoyed the secret Santa aspect because life is about giving to others. You know, we always heard that from the time we're little, right? Um, at least I heard it is, you know, it's better to give than to receive. Now, as a child, sometimes we don't think it that way, right? We think, oh, as a child, gimme, gimme, gimme. And you look forward to Thanksgiving and Christmas and the holidays, um, but you're thinking about those presents most of the time as a child. Um, but we know as an adult that it's just, it's, there's no comparison to seeing how someone lights up when they receive something by surprise. And I've even seen it for my grandchildren when they have given me a gift and how excited they are. They cannot wait for you to open it. So they really understand it when they're little. Um, of course, they they like um, their gifts as well, but they get it as well. And so I think there's just, like I said, no comparison to seeing how somebody else lights up when they receive something by surprise. And so it is better to give than to receive. Another uh, fun thing was Mark Brandon as the mayor. I thought he did a great job. And he also played the mayor on Chesapeake Shore. So it was kind of fun to see him in similar roles in... Um, two different shows or movies. And uh, so that was fun. The There was a funny scene that they were able to do in one take, and this came out in the after party. So if, if you all don't know, there's an after party that you get to 
you sign up for it. You just sign up once and you go to gacmedia.com slash community and you get to watch the after party where there is a live Zoom and Bill Abbott, Larissa Wall, and then usually one or two stars of the show show up and they talk about the movie. So they give, you know, behind the scenes info. And last night's was really special. Uh, Cameron Matheson shared a lot about his mom who recently passed away. And he shared about her Christmas cookies, her Christmas sugar cookies, and that Cameron's daughter is going to carry on that tradition, tradition, pardon me, And uh, it was just really special. Cameron was very forthcoming. And um, it's just a joy to to see and hear the actors and, you know, Bill Abbott, Larissa Wool in in their own um, personal settings. And it kind of just brings reality to it all. And, I mean, it certainly is a job getting these movies done. And there's so many people involved I know whenever I was on the set of one calls the heart there's about a hundred people employed in making that happen at any point in time and so there's there's just so many different aspects to production you know we think about who's front and center and that's the lead actors actresses but it takes so much into putting a film movie slash tv series together and um, when it comes together in such a fine way, like a kind-hearted Christmas did, um, you really appreciate it even more. So the one funny scene that I initially was talking about was when she was going to feed the family that was down on their luck. Um, he needed to get more jobs. His wife had lost the job. And so she was taking them um a bunch of food and gifts for the holidays. And so Scott pulls up behind her and she has her like hatchback open to her SUV and you see all of these groceries in there. And he asks her if she's feeding the town and she says, well, it wouldn't be the holidays if we didn't overeat. (laughs) I thought that was just a really great line because isn't that the truth, right? You know, it's hard to not overeat during the holidays. So it's probably not the best time to be on a diet, right? Um, Or at least we can watch most of the time, but it's okay to indulge now and then. But anyway, that scene was funny. And so what they shared on the after party was that I guess that particular day it was raining and it was like sideways rain. It was windy. So I guess they have like this canopy that they put over, you know, the scene that, that where the actors are. And um, they're like, you need to do this in one take. And they both uh, said that it, they did it in one take. Um, so that was that was pretty fun to to hear about. And, you know, I just really enjoyed it. I would encourage you to watch it. Uh, GAC repeats the movies each coming Saturday. At the, the current mode that they have been doing is airing last week's premiere just prior to the new premiere. And frankly, this coming weekend for Thanksgiving weekend, they actually have new movies on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And that's really exciting. So we have three movies coming up um, this this coming week and you can I hope you tweet with us it's like we tweet we watch the after show and you know 
I think it's just I think it's just a good time where you know, we're able to come together, watch family-friendly TV and you know, I I really like the tweeting as well just to kind of um get different perspectives on. It. That's the one thing I really do like about the tweeting is that everybody has like a different take on a scene or the movie and when somebody tweets that out, you're like, oh, yeah, that's what I thought. And and so, or it could be, wow, I didn't catch that at all. So, you know, it's really helpful to be out there and tweeting. And I know sometimes it's hard to be tweeting while you're watching because you don't want to take a, you know, you don't want to be, you want to watch the movie fully. So if that is a challenge for you, then just tweet, um, you know, during the commercials. And tweets, original tweets and retweets count. And so we really want to um, put our support be behind GAC TV, and I encourage you to tweet if you haven't done that. So this coming weekend on Friday, we have Angel Falls Christmas with <clears throat> Chad Michael Murray and Jessica Lowndes. Then on Saturday, we have Royally Wrapped for Christmas with Jen Lilly and Brendan Fair. And then on Sunday, we have Christmas Is You with Becca Tobin and Matthew McCall. So those are all upcoming over the Thanksgiving holidays. So I hope you're able to watch them all. And if you don't, if you can't catch them originally, then I encourage you to go back and watch them. And I'm sure they're going to be wonderful. I'm looking forward to watching them. So I want to thank you for listening to the Our Family TV podcast. You can find us on social media at Our Family TV, and you can email us at hello at ourfamilytv.com. We'd also appreciate a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Until we meet again, we hope you're sitting on the couch with your family, eating a big bowl of popcorn, and watching a wonderful TV show or movie.